Hi everyone, good morning. Matt here with another solo update. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, I, uh, for today's episode, I wanna talk about pivots. This is somebody, something that I was asked about recently, uh, making a company pivot. So I wanna dive into that today. So first, a little bit of background. Uh, about two years ago, we began a pivot from being just a Mac, iPhone, iPad company to a multi-platform company. And this was a huge change for us, absolutely enormous. Uh, my co-founder and I, we'd really built our careers on Apple platforms. Heck, we even worked at Apple at one point. So while I dabbled on other platforms, I've used Windows computers. Um, you know, I was an IT person for a while back in the day, back in, back in college. So I've used Windows computers, but recently had not. Um, been using the iPhone, haven't used Android that much. So going to multi-platform for us was a pretty big deal. Uh, everybody else in the company as well had spent a lot of time on Mac, Apple platforms, iPhone, iPad. So this was a big deal for us to switch to, and really a big company pivot, to go from just an Apple-focused company to a multi-platform company. Really big, major task for us. Um, if you want to know more about why we made this pivot, I'm not going to get into that in this episode. I've done that uh, on a couple other episodes. But if you are if you don't know, check out our first episode. We talk about getting Sherlocked. So we got pretty deep into that. So, okay. So what about pivots? Well, the first thing I want to start with is that pivoting is not a sign of failure. I had a hard time with this at first. I felt like because we had to pivot so hard that... I had failed everybody in the company, um, that it was a big, that I had let everybody down, right? That I should have seen this coming. Uh, I should have, should have been prepared. But over time, I've become more comfortable with it as I've seen other companies go through pivots and I've seen other examples of it. And I've come to realize that this is actually quite normal. Pivots are normal. Pivots are a normal part of any business and most businesses are going to have to at some point if you're around long enough you're going to have to pivot um, and many businesses already pivot early on when they don't have quite the right product market fit um, but yeah for businesses that have been around a while it's really common too i mean the reality is the world changes the market changes stuff is changing faster than, than ever before and it's pretty normal you know you need to be ready to deal with that. Things are going to change, especially in the technology industry. And it's not a sign of failure. And so I've become more comfortable with that over time, especially as since I've seen so many other businesses too, and just dug into examples of it. And actually, I'd love to give you some examples of businesses that have made some major pivots. Some of these are older that you may not have even heard about. So a great one that I love is Intel. So Intel, believe it or not, didn't start as a computer processor business. No, not at all. They started in the memory business. They, that was what they did. Uh, and it wasn't until Andy Grove came in and in the 80s, when they saw their margins and the competition was super intense in the memory business and they were having a hard time keeping up with uh, overseas manufacturers that could just produce memory at much lower prices than Intel could. 
they actually made a major pivot into processors. And it was really hard for them because they were a substantial company at the time. And they had to change everything they were doing. Now they had been dabbling with processors for a long time. Uh, but it was never a major part of their business. And Andy Grove saw that they needed to get into processors for and Intel inside, right? Many of us know the you know the Intel inside commercials in the '90s and the 2000s, uh, and from the '80s on, it was a really really successful business for Intel. Now again, Intel's having to pivot because they've been disrupted again. Uh, this time, actually by Apple. Uh, Apple's coming in and really, maybe not just Apple, but the ARM processors in general are really disrupting Intel's business and the move to mobile. So now again, they're going to have to reinvent themselves. And, and hopefully they do, because it'd be great to have some competition in that market. But that I thought was a great, great example. Um, maybe the master of pivots of all time uh, would be Reed Hastings at Netflix. Netflix is amazing uh, at this. They started a DVD by mail, as I'm sure many of you remember. And they've pivoted not only once successfully, but twice. They pivoted from DVD by mail. And then as they realized that business was on its way out, they went to became a streaming service that everybody knows them at now. And then as they realized how expensive it was to license stuff for streaming, then they pivoted to be their own studio, making their own shows. And they've been incredibly successful at that, which is just mind boggling how well they've done that. Another example, Nintendo. Do you know Nintendo was originally a playing card company that they've been around for over 100 years? Pretty crazy, right? You think of them only as video games. But back in the day, they started with playing cards. And as they saw video games come onto the scene, they pivoted into playing cards. And then even Apple, right? Take a look at Apple. They've gone from Macs to iPods was a huge era for them. Now to the iPhone. So even for these big, major, super crazy successful companies, they've had to pivot many times. And these are just well-known examples. So no surprise that a small, tiny, scrappy little company would have to pivot. So now that we've talked about pivots being normal, how do you go about actually doing it? Well, the first thing is preparation is going to be really, really key with this. Because you can only come to your team so many times with a pivot. If you're coming to them monthly, after a while, they're probably going to tune you out. They're not going to take you seriously anymore. And frankly, you probably don't have money to do that either. So you really need to flush out idea, your idea. You probably have one or two really good shots to get it right. I mean, minor course corrections are okay, but to do something major, you know, you really need to flush it out. So do your homework, do your market research. Um, talk to your team, you know. Don't make these decisions too while your hair is on fire and you're freaked out. You know, give yourself time to cool down, make sure you're in a logical spot, and talk to everybody. Talk to everybody in your team. See what they think. They're going to have great ideas. They're going to have great perspective. And you're going to need their buy-in anyway. So talk to them. See what they think is a good idea about where to put the, take things in the future. And talk to your customers, too. Talk to them. See, uh, you know, hopefully in your pivot, you can you're involve your current customers. If it, you know, maybe it doesn't. But if you can, talk to them as well. See what they think. So really take, take your time. Don't just rush into a decision. Just this, don't just make a snap decision one afternoon. Really, really think it through. And once you've done that, model it out. 
get get a spreadsheet going. Do your homework and make some educated guesses. I'm always shocked at how far I can get with a spreadsheet and a few educated guesses. Uh, you can model out a lot of scenarios. So when I say model out scenarios, what do, what do I mean? What do, what do you want to look at? Well, there's a couple things. How much money are you going to need to make a pivot? At how things are currently going, are you in danger of running out of money anytime soon? And what can you expect? What kind of revenue can you expect from a pivot once you get the new product out? How quickly does it ramp up? And plot out different scenarios, right? Plot out a, um, a scenario where you pivot pretty quickly, plot out a scenario where it takes longer than you think, and plot out a scenario where it takes much longer than you think, and work through all those. How quickly can you ramp up revenue from something new? And after you've put this all together, are there any holes you need to fill? Right? Is there any revenue holes you need to fill to keep the whole show going while you're doing this? It's a really, really good exercise, and it's good as you go along with your pivot to figure out, to compare the model you've put together with how things are going. And again, talk to other people. Uh, get everyone's opinion. You know, here's uh, Andy Grove who pivoted at Intel. Um, uh, <laughs> amazing one of the all-time CEOs I, I think uh, has a great thought exercise that I think is is really good too as you're thinking through how to make your decision is he says if you got kicked out today and the board brought in a new CEO what do you think he or she would do so it's a way of getting you out of your current thinking um, and he talks about in one of his books that often the reason boards bring in new CEOs is not because the new one is more talented or smarter or more capable. It's just because you need somebody with fresh thinking that's not so tied to the past. So put your, try to put yourself in those shoes too. Think about what, what would somebody knew, right? If they didn't have any um, existing stuff they were tied to, what would they do with a clean slate? What would they do? Something good to think about. So after, you know, you've modeled it out, you've talked to your people, you've really fleshed out the idea, and it's time to communicate it, you got to be transparent about it. You got to be transparent. Uh, admit when you don't have the answers, because you're not going to have all the answers. There's going to be um, a lot of things you don't know. There's going to be a lot of assumptions you're making. Be open about it. And if you're transparent and your team has the full context you know, they know the data coming in to make the decision, they're going to be able to help you better. Because they if they don't really know what's going on, how do you expect them to be able to understand and relate to the decisions you're making? They're not going to be able to, they're not going to, they're not going to understand it, it's not going to make sense. And that's because they're not going to have the same information. So you need to give them the same information, because they're smart people too. And they're going to have ideas and they're going to have perspectives and you need to listen to them. So you need to share truthfully what's going on. Show them the revenue numbers. Show where you think's headed. Show why you think this is a good opportunity and this, the assumptions. Show them the model you've put together, right? That's how you're really going to get people on board is if you're, if you're transparent with them. And it's going to be essential to communicate the new direction and to talk through it and go through the potential pitfalls, right? I mean... Your people aren't stupid. They know it's not a given, that it, there's no perfect plan. Uh, 
So be honest with them and share it with your team. Uh, and early on, you know, it's, uh, it's good to make a point about it. Um, something that I did early on when we were switching to Windows is one of the first meetings we were talking about it. So normally I'm on a Mac and I'm screen sharing. Uh, <laughs> one of the first meetings I held up a Lenovo because it was distinctly not a Mac, right? It's this like black PC looking thing. And in the future too, I would screen share from my PC and be like, look, this is Windows. This is, this is, here's the start menu, right? I was like really dramatic about it just to communicate and to really push how serious I was about getting us onto Windows that I was so serious about getting on multiple platforms that I myself had bought a PC and started using it and then started to using it for team meetings. So if there's dramatic stuff like that, I think it's, it's really helpful uh, to, to lead by example if you can, when you're communicating that new direction. And this is not an option for everybody, but if you can, it's good to bring in some new people. I'm not saying replace your team. You need your existing team, they're great. Uh, and they need to be along for the new ride. And you're probably gonna have to, you know, continue to support your existing products too and whatever pivot you're going through. But bring in, bring in somebody new that knows where you're headed better. So in our case, we brought in two software engineers that had significant experience working on Windows. The rest of us were Mac people, uh, Mac and iPhone, iPad people. And so we were able to bring in two people and that helped a ton. They just bring new knowledge and new experience to the team. So if you can bring somebody in that that really knows where you're headed better than you do uh, and, and lean on them for their expertise. That's been it's been huge in our case. And we're still really in the midst of our two years later. I mean, we've we've got public betas now. They're on Windows. They're doing really well. I'm super happy with the latest betas, actually. Um, we've shipped a lot of hardware for Windows. So we're really, really far into our pivot. And at this point, I consider ourselves a multi-platform company. It hasn't been easy, but I'm sure glad we did it. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we have to pivot. So if you're looking for other resources too, I think one of the best books that, that helped me through all this was actually by one of the masters of doing a pivot himself, Andy Grove from Intel. Uh, he, uh, he wrote, he's really known for a book called High Output Management, but I think his other book, Only the Paranoid Survive, is even better, probably just because I really related to it because we were living through, you know, not the same scale, right? Intel was a giant company. Uh, and we're a scrappy, tiny little 12 person, um, startup, but still the lessons, a lot of the lessons in there apply. And so he really talks through their shift from going from the memory chip business to the processor business in the eighties and what he learned from doing that. So definitely check it out. You can get it for pretty cheap on Amazon. So that's what I've got today. Hopefully that was helpful. As usual, let me know what you think. Let me know if it's helpful. Uh, happy to talk with anybody that listens to the podcast, Matt at astropad.com. And please suggest topics to cover in the future. Always looking for inspiration for new podcast episodes. So if you're doing a pivot, good luck to you. And um, if you're not, well, don't be surprised if there's one in your future. Until next time, you take care now.